This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to the Shake Up on Hack. It's been a massive week and we're wrapping it up with a look back on some of the big and stranger headlines of the past few days. There's some heavier news in this podcast, but you're also going to find some fun stuff as well. We're going to lighten the mood at the end, so don't worry. Here's a bit of a taste of what is coming up. Hack. South Wales police have been asked not to march in this year's Mardi Gras parade. I don't want to sound the alarms too much, but Kate Middleton is missing. We haven't seen her in the year of 2024. A Willy Wonka immersive experience in Scotland was so bad that children cried and parents called the cops. On Triple Jack. Oh, quite a bit to get into. Later, we are going to be talking about that crazy Willy Wonka story, the kids' event that ended in police being called, children crying. What the hell happened? I'm kind of asking when your event hasn't quite hit the mark. Maybe you've been invited to something. Lots of promotion. Everyone was excited, failed to live up to the hype. When has that happened to you? Message in 0439757555. But hey, we've got to meet the Shake Up crew. They're here, they're ready for this week. Expert panel dissecting all of this stuff. First, Kiss FM newsreader Brooklyn Ross. How are you? Hey, David. I'm really good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Mardi Gras. How's the week been? Oh, week has been. Oh, it's been a tough week in news. Honestly, we're about to talk about it. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, being gay as I am, um, just tragic. But you know, Mardi Gras this weekend, we have to push on. Yeah, look, there's definitely some darker stuff that's been hitting the headlines, and we are going to get into a bit of that in a bit. But first, we've got to meet the second Shake Up guest. And I'm excited to say it's someone making their debut on the Shake Up. From Z Feed, content creator Simran Pazricha. Hey, Simran, thank you. Hey, how you going? I'm well. Thanks for joining us. How does it feel the first time on the Shake Up? Good. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> things are great. Okay, yeah. they're the normal things to feel. So that <laughs> means everything's going according to plan. We're going to have a good time. We've got lots to discuss. Let's get into it. Hack. Sometimes if you're invited to a party and it's just not your week, maybe you should have some reflection about that. On Triple J. Yeah, Mardi Gras weekend. Sydney's biggest party of the year that brings in people not only from across the country, but around the world. But coverage of this year's Mardi Gras has already been dominated by debates about who should march, who shouldn't, after the alleged murder of two men by a serving police officer. Now, it's got people asking... Should cops march at Pride? Hack. New South Wales police have been uninvited from marching in the Sydney Mardi Gras parade. Organisers saying that a police presence could intensify the current feelings of sorrow and distress. But I think police should absolutely march. My position historically has actually been that police should be marching in their private capacity. They will be marching together. There won't be a float. Do you think you should be criticised for the job that you're doing at the moment because you have been? There will always be haters. Haters like to hate. Isn't that what Taylor says? On Triple J. Yeah, lots of thoughts on this one. I want to know what you think. Should cops march at Pride? Lots of opinions, different opinions on this one. Message in 0439757555. Keen to hear from you. This is The Shake Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. Breaking it down with KISS FM newsreader Brooklyn Ross, content creator Simran Pazricha from Z Feed. Brooklyn, like you said like a couple of minutes ago, huge week for many within the queer community, especially in Sydney. Lots of emotions. How have you found it? Oh, well, just the tragedy itself was so horrific. Um... It's just sad. It's just generally sad that that uh, happened. And then, you know, it was a real shock of who, 
you know, police were looking for originally and and who ended up being charged with murder there. Like that was shocking to a lot of people. Mm. Um, and, and obviously from there it's it's led to, you know, a pretty crazy week um, when it comes to Mardi Gras. Yeah. I mean, Simran, it's not just Sydney. I guess people are feeling this right across the country. You're in Melbourne. Uh, is it fair to say that this has extended, you know, everywhere? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the vibes are definitely off. I think a lot of people are grieving and emotions are very, very raw over here. Yeah, I mean, it's something that just kept going. Every day there was a new development. Um, Lots of people feeling like they wanted the opportunity to mourn um, these guys that were lost from the community. I know that there's a vigil happening tonight as well. Brooklyn, were you surprised by how hard it hit the Sydney community? I mean, you've been involved in the community for a long time. Was it a surprise? Have you ever seen anything like that before? Uh no, I haven't seen anything like that, but uh, but it's not a huge surprise because especially if you live in the inner city, in any city of Australia really, uh, where there's a bit of a, you know, LGBT community happening, you know, you end up knowing a lot of people. Like I've got friends um, who hung out with one of the victims, you know, um, and, and just knowing someone who themselves is grieving is so sad, you know. It, it really reached out to so many people who were um, impacted by what happened. Where it took a bit of a turn into a different direction was when the questions started being asked about whether police should march in Mardi Gras. At first they were uninvited by Mardi Gras and now they've reached this agreement where they will march but out of uniform. Simran, what do you think of this? I saw some of your content on it earlier this week and it, it sounded like you're you're not for this. You don't p- believe there's a place for police in Pride. Yeah, look, I definitely don't think that police as an institution should be marching in Pride. I mean, Mardi Gras was, you know, born in protest uh, and the police generally take protests apart so it doesn't really make any sense for them to be a part of it um, as an institution. Uh, You know, I'm all for police members coming uh, as individuals um, out of uniform but, you know, as an organisation that has consistently oppressed the queer community... It's it's it doesn't make any sense to me. So this resolution that's been reached in the sense that they will march out of uniform, but mm. as police, as New South Wales police, do you think that that was a good outcome? Look, it was the outcome that I unfortunately expected. I still think it should be a blanket uh, rule that, you know, like as New South Wales police, it shouldn't be a thing. But, you know, like if you're wanting to march with your rugby team or your water polo team and you happen to be a police officer, I think, you know, that makes more sense. Uh, I think the organisation itself um, still being allowed to, you know, go together is, is, is a bit concerning. Yeah, Brooklyn, what's your take on this? Uh, I didn't understand why police were ever asked not to march. And, I mean, Simran, what uh, what I just heard you say, is this a view that you've got regardless of, of this tragedy that's happened? Like, it sounds like you just yeah. think police shouldn't be there in general, well, in uniform. Y- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, I think that this should really be a permanent situation. Um, and I know that a lot of the queer community feels that way. The same is happening here in Victoria. I mean... You know, like Illinois Pride asked for cops not to participate, like Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a conversation that's had 
like all around the world. And like you said, Simran, in Victoria, you know, earlier this year, Midsummer Pride March in St mm. Kilda, uh, there were a group of 50 people confronted police members who were participating. There were discussions then about whether police had a role at Pride. I mean, Brooklyn, I guess what some in the community are saying is that they feel uncomfortable with police participating while a serving police officer is facing charges of murdering two gay men. That's, yeah, that's mean, the argument from that side. But I think a lot of people like Simran are, are coming at it from they just don't want police there at all. Mm. And so these two issues have, have merged into one when I think that's... It doesn't need to be the case. And, you know, police have marched before. Um, I think it's I think it's better that they do march and they show... Because, you know, gay people, when we need help, we have to call the same police as everyone else and that's them. And we should see them supporting us in places like Mardi Gras and if they're marching in uniform. I think that's a huge benefit to the gay community. And so they've marched before. We're, we're sort of have been fine with that in the past and then to suddenly ask them this year, well, no, you shouldn't march because of this, um, you know, tragedy that happened and because of who's charged with it, that just never made sense to me. The police commissioner, Karen Webb, in New South Wales said this, said, described the killings as being related to domestic violence and stalking, says, uh, you know, it wasn't a gay hate crime. Of course, these are all allegations. We've got to remember this all has to go before the courts. Um, you know, there's a system that needs to play out here. We've got a lot of opinions on the text line. Someone says, absolutely, police should be marching. That's what I think. Andy Anam says, Pride is literally a response to police mistreatment of our communities. Mm. Why were they ever invited? They don't make us safer. Historically, the opposite is true. No police at Pride. Someone else saying someone can't march because of their job is wild. And Nikita from Mildura says, I think that people that suffer are the queer officers who can't display themselves as belonging to both proudly. What do you say to that, Simran, that, you know, that this could be a step back? That's what a lot of older generations, maybe within the queer community, but also younger generations as well, it was like very split, was saying that if you take police out, then, you know, you're setting the whole cause back a few decades. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think... When you look at allyship in general, you know, you don't want that ally, you know, that straight bo- like straight friend that you bring to your pride marches to only really participate in the fun events, like, you know, things that are exciting. You want them, you know, all year round to really be supporting the community, to be showing up, to be learning. Um, and, you know, the police has had so many opportunities to do so. There was like an inquiry that came out a couple months ago looking into unsolved cases from the LGBTIQ community in New South Wales. And, you know, there were 19 recommendations that came out of that inquiry. None of them have been instated. Uh, Karen Webb said that essentially, you know, she's sorry, but, uh, you know, they're going to be continuing with their training practices in modern day. Uh, And, you know, they've had chances to show up for the community, but you absolutely hear about harassment that goes throughout the whole year. So that's kind of the argument that James Brecco, who we had on earlier this week, he was saying, I don't think that a place at Mardi Gras should be for people who are progressing and a stepping stone to good behaviour. It's a re- reward for once all of these things are kind of dealt with. And yeah, it's, the, it's a privilege. And yeah. it's a privilege. Brooklyn, how do you respond to that? Uh, I think we've got to 
move on with the times. You know, it, it was Pride and Mardi Gras did start as protests, absolutely. But times do change and, you know, police are doing what they can to show support and be better and that we can't get rid of police. It's not, you know, absolutely police have done the horrible things in the past, but we can't just disband them. Like there's, we need them. We're always going to have them and there's only one police force. All it can do is improve. And to just sit around and and keep saying, no, we don't want to have anything to do with you. I, I don't think that's the right way about it. Look, we've got a lot of support for what you're saying on the text line for both sides. Uh, what Simran's saying, what Brooklyn's saying, Josh in Fitzroy says the police have made a real effort in recent years. Another person says, what happened to being inclusive? How do you get everyone together if you don't include everyone? Brooklyn, there's been a lot of criticism of the police commissioner in New South Wales, Karen Webb, this week, particularly, you know, people calling her comments tone deaf. She referenced Taylor Taylor Swift Swift, at one point. I mean, what do you make of her performance this week? Look, I don't think it was as bad as what some are making out, but there were times where I think even she would admit probably choice of words was was not there, just clumsy, you know, um, doing a Taylor Swift reference. I, I just don't think that was that called for it in that time. You know, people really did take um, the the tragedy to heart and, and it just wasn't the time to, to hear a comment like that. But, you know, I, I do think she, she fronted the media a lot. She really was out there. Um, I, don't, I don't know what more people really want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, lots of people kind of slamming her behaviour all week, obviously, saying that she should resign. I know she's been asked about what she's thought about her behaviour uh, several several times and, you know, made a big effort to be everywhere from being, like, uh, criticised for not making enough media appearances was all of a sudden on every radio show, every TV show. Mm. Simran, it's generally broadly been just a huge couple of weeks. Do you have any advice for people in the community like how to look after yourself and that sort of thing after a few days of like really intense kind of coverage. What what do you do to disconnect yourself sometimes? Because it can be tough. Yeah, it is really hard. And I think, you know, going into a weekend that's supposed to be, you know, a celebration um, with all of this on our mind is really, really rough. But, you know, again... I still really believe that this is why we need to come back to the sentiment that this is a protest um, and it's more important this year. And I think, you know, consuming news uh, can be really, really taxing, but I think we can still do it in a conscious way, taking breaks, making sure to go back to your community, making sure to check in with one another, having a, you know, just a cry with your people, I think, you know, gets it all out and, you know, primes you to go into the weekend ready to have fun. Brooklyn, do you think the mood's going to be different at Mardi Gras this weekend? Oh, I think there'll be a lot of conversations about it. I don't, and I think... Um that's to be expected. Like it really didn't happen that long ago. Um, we're all still dealing with it. Um, yeah, I think it will be a very different Mardi Gras this year. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, well, look, people are probably feeling all kinds of things. Just a reminder, if you do need support at any time, you can reach out to QLife, free LGBTQIA plus support, 1-800-184-527. They're there anytime. Hack. Something fishy is going on with the royal family and I'm not talking fish and chips. On Triple J. Where is Kate Middleton? That's what people around the world have been asking for weeks. Where is she? The Princess of Wales hasn't been seen since Christmas. 
The royal spokespeople are stressing she's just recovering from abdominal surgery. She's doing well. But social media got some other ideas. Pack. Where is Kate Middleton? Kate Middleton was last seen out in public in December 2023. The curious and nosy public and social media are filling the void. Suggesting she's lost at the Glasgow Willy Wonka experience. Oh, she's doing Celebrity Big Brother. Someone else suggested that she's Banksy. But in reality, the Royal Palace has come out and said that she's been recovering from abdominal surgery. Kensington Palace posted this statement online and said the surgery was successful. She is unlikely to return to public duties until after Easter. On Triple J. Yeah, what do you make of all this? Do you think Kate Middleton is Banksy? (laughs) That's what they're saying. Have you been caught up in all this speculation? You're convinced there's more to this story or you're just sick of hearing about it. You don't know why the world is talking about it. Wall-to-wall coverage on some platforms. Message in 0439757555. This is The Shake Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese, joined by Simran Pazricha from Z Feed, Brooklyn Ross from Kiss FM. Simran... Have you been across all this speculation? Are you into it? I oh, know, I'm obsessed with it. Oh. I am obsessed. Well, you know, I would like to see Kate Middleton with bangs if that's what she's doing. Yeah. I'm very worried I won't be able to see that. Um, look, and I hope her BBL slash abdominal surgery goes well, you know? <laughs> Brooklyn, what do you reckon? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what's happening with her. Like, <laughs> but it is very well, look interesting. look at Reddit. I mean, they've got all yeah, the solutions I, there. I, the thing is, there are so many theories that not one is standing out. Like, uh, it's just sort of everyone's throwing a theory at the wall and seeing if it sticks. My favourite is that, like, she's already left the royal family and they're yeah. just trying to, like, buy some time while they figure out they what to do. They can't have another scandal, oh, another Megan situation. It is, why do you think we are so obsessed with this stuff, Simran? Like, I mean, not everyone is, obviously. There are people who don't want to hear about it at all. But there's a big portion of the population that this is all they want to talk about. Yeah, look, it's interesting. It's honestly interesting that we have to make something up to be, you know, interested in the royal family at all. Um, (laughs) But I think, you know, I love a conspiracy theory as much as the next person. And I think especially... Not too hectic, hopefully. No, no, not too hectic. You know, just the the calm ones. Leah Michelle can't read, that sort of thing. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Um, But, you know, I think... In this world, it's it's been a bit hectic recently, and uh, if you look at the psychology of um, conspiracy theories, it's all about wanting a little bit of control and controlling that oh. narrative. And you know, the same goes for like fake news and QAnon, but this is obviously on a lighter level. Uh, and you know, even something as you know tiny, changing like we're not seeing Kate Middleton in a while uh, in this very hectic world can kind of send people into a little bit of frenzy and um you know everybody's so creative these days so why not come up with something hey well there's so many theories out there someone says it was funny at first but now i'm just sick of hearing about it to be honest yeah look they're they're the ultimate celebrities you know even if we don't want them to be there Mm. we know that they're probably going to be around for you know (laughs) our entire life so we want to know what are happening to these people they're like our family really so do you think the royal family should be more transparent about this kind of stuff like their job is to be public that's the whole oh, role i don't know there's there's if she, if it's a health issue if yeah. something's going on it, people need some level of privacy i guess um but it, it this week when prince william also said he had a personal matter and then just disappeared and then sort of came back two days later that sort of stuff i'm like 
Uh, what's, oh, what's going on? Oh, now now, now, now like, I do oh, want to know. Now I actually want the answers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe like there's all been all the news about the king being ill. Maybe that's impacting it. People remembering the queen passed away not too long ago. They're all jumping to the worst conclusions maybe. But I, you're, Brooklyn's right in the sense that like it could be legitimately very serious issue. Yeah. It sounds like it is. Suddenly they're all real people because of the queen left us. And now we realise, hang on, these people have their own serious issues and could potentially die, you know? Yeah. I mean, do do you think, like, the whole thing about, like, Simran, I don't know whether you watched The Crown, all of that, the last season kind of focused on William and Kate, for for example. Maybe we do think of them in a different way. Um, We expect to see see their lives play out, like the drama we've seen on, you know, Netflix or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, celebrity culture is so interesting in it all and I feel like they seem like such far away people and, you know, the concept of royalty as well is such a, you know, it's in all the fairy tales so it's very, you know, distant from us and imaginative and fictional uh, that, you know, you kind of have to like make up your own story as you go so to create more drama, I guess, you know, to create the fiction Hey, maybe. We've got messages on the text line, people who kind of similar opinions to you, Simran. Another person, Reverend Bondi, says, I can't believe that people care about Kate Middleton when so much other stuff is going on in the world. And another person says, I reckon it's like the hack intro referring to the Commonwealth Games. Who cares? Hack. (laughs) Yesterday there was an event so bad that it's being called the Fire Festival of Kids events. The Oompa Loompa has spoken out against the Willy Wonka experience. It was just an empty warehouse and a handful of props and the world's saddest Oompa Loompa. On Triple J. (laughs) I can't stop laughing at this story. It sounded so good, right? But sometimes things just don't live up to the hype. And so it was the Willy Wonka experience in Glasgow. Supposed to be an immersive and enchanting experience, chocolate fountains, lollies, incredible audio and visual effects. Well, that's not how it was judged in reality. Big bear shed, some printouts on the walls, sad looking props, children crying, not enough chocolate, angry parents, no good. I want to know, has this happened to you, a similar situation where... You've had a bit of a fire festival experience. You were promised one thing, delivered something a whole lot different. Call in one three hundred O triple five three six. I want to hear about it. You can message in to O four three nine seven five seven triple five. This is the Shake Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese, breaking it down with Kiss FM newsreader Brooklyn Ross and content creator Simran Pazricha from Z Feed. Hey Brooklyn. Would you have been happy with the Willy Wonka experience in no, Glasgow? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, they called the police. They were no, the, no. people who went with that annoyed. They called oh, the police because they've been intense. scammed. Um, I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't know you could call police for that. But uh, yeah, if you're going to promise someone a, a Willy Wonka experience, and we've seen the movies, <laughs> we know what that looks like. You cannot just put a few table and chairs out and uh, a couple of mirrors leading up against a wall. Like, no, it was not good enough. You definitely. don't think that like it was a fair attempt that they were just. That trying. You know, there was also no chocolate. Not just not enough. There was zero chocolate. I thought there was not enough that they ran out. Well, they were at one point just giving one jelly bean (laughs) per per child. One. Well, we've got to watch our diets, our sugar intake, you know. We've got to be conscious of all this stuff. Simran, what were your thoughts on this one? 
Oh, look, it was incredible. I loved watching every single thing. There was a photo of one of the Oompa Loompa actors and she just looked so upset to be there. And apparently she's still waiting to get paid. Yeah, actually spoke out about it and said, yeah, I was trying. We had to ration out the jelly beans, but yeah. then they ran out and she finally just walked out. Halfway through the thing. As she should. Come on, come on. I mean, they also had scripts that were written by AI, apparently. Mm, I don't know. That's smart thinking. I mean, not really, because it was a famously disastrous experience, Brooklyn. (laughs) If you need to write a script for a movie these days, just put it into ChatGPT. Come on. Oh, no. What do we think for the ticket price? $68 a ticket. Would you pay... What would you expect for that, Brooklyn? Uh, I would expect two jelly beads at the mm. very least. Oh, okay. You'd double ex- the amount of double jelly the beads, amount. please. Simran, yeah. would you pay 68 bucks for that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'd Even just like- for the lols, you know? <laughs> No, well, I'm comparing it, you know, a lot of people comparing it to Fire Festival. I'm comparing it to TanaCon uh, with, you know, TanaMojo, the YouTuber, having a disastrous uh, convention. And I have to say that was a moment in history that I wish I was there for. So maybe, maybe I would do the $68. All these God. people got viral videos on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Gotta true. Be grateful Content for that. is everything. That's true. Have you ever had an experience like this, Brooklyn, where you signed up to something and then got there and realised? Oh, oh, every, every you're weekend. You're like, dinner at your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every weekend I go out these days, David. Like, I just can't, I can't, uh, I don't have it in me anymore. I'm always disappointed. <laughs> Simran, have you ever had something like this? Oh, yeah. No, I have <laughs> to say no. <laughs> I'm thankful for it. Pretty but now unique. I feel a bit left out. Yeah, now I do want to be part of it. I want a disastrous event to, uh, you know, I need some stories. I need personality. I mean, it's fun to watch on, right? Like yeah. uh, like you were saying, people are making comparisons with Fire Festival and that was just spectacular. Did you know they're doing a Fire Festival yeah. too? Yes. Yeah. The sequel is being planned as we speak and people yeah. have even bought tickets. I know. Look, but I might be one of those people to uh, buy <laughs> <laughs> Simran's like, oh, could be. I mean, but is it going to be a massive disappointment if it works this time? Like if it actually is a legitimately well-pulled-off festival. It's like, no, that's not what we signed up for. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We signed up for the chaos. Why do you think it is, though, that we do like to watch this kind of stuff fail spectacularly before. Oh, it's the same as when you watch videos of abandoned buildings. It's like the the promise is there, yeah. what could have been, and then it's a total disaster. It's decaying, nothing's working out. <laughs> I don't know. What is it about our brains that just love seeing that? I should say that the organisers of this event, the House of Illuminati, (laughs) apologised for the very stressful and frustrating day and said that refunds may take up to 10 days to be received. Samran, should we have had a warning sign there that the organiser is called the House of Illuminati? Yeah, look, I'm surprised the Illuminati is dropping their ball. Like, what the yeah. hell, guys? Are you meant to be, you know, like full of billionaires? And This is the least Illuminati event yeah. I've ever seen. I'm yeah. disappointed. Maybe I won't apply. I guess you're hoping, Brooklyn, that Mardi Gras this weekend is not going to be this situation. It's going to be... Mardi um, Gras has never let me down to the extent really? of Willy Wonka's experience, that's for sure. Oh, that's so funny. We've got so many messages still coming through. Someone says, what's even more gold is that all of this is happening in a Glaswegian accent, someone says. It's true. I don't know. Like, when you see the stuff happening overseas, 
you kind of feel a bit like disconnected from it enough that you can really laugh about it. Like if it was in Australia, it'd be like those poor parents. We'd be having It'd to- be a serious story, be on a current affair. Oh, God, yeah, of course it would. We'd be wall-to-wall coverage about it, all the serious <laughs> aspects. What about the trauma for the kids? Hey, that is all we've got time for on Hack and the Shake Up for now. We're still getting a lot of messages in on all the stories we've covered today. Uh, talking about the Kate Middleton thing, Alice from Geelong says people's medical privacy is not a laughing matter. Two weeks in hospital must be a major surgery for a woman who left hospital straight after popping out babies. That's what Alice said. Yeah, definitely stuff to think about. I'm sure we're going to keep hearing about it, that story. There's so much more that's going to be released in the next few days. Thanks again to the Shake Up crew, though. Kiss FM newsreader, Brooklyn Ross, thank you, and happy Mardi Gras. Thanks, David. Oh, I'm going to have a great weekend. Will I see you out and about? I think you'll see me out and about. Oh, I'll be part of the broadcast team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Luck. So you're going to be listening, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Radio With my here. little headphones on in the crowd. Absolutely, yeah. Don't listen to the actual event. Just have your have your little headphones yeah. in and be listening. And Siren Pasricha from ZV, thank you very much. Thank you. How was it? Was first time okay? Yeah, good. Look, the sweating has stopped, so I think, you know, things are looking up. Hack on Triple Jack. And that's all we've got time for on The Shake Up, the Hack podcast for this week. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you on the other side. See ya.